0: Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Welcome to
1: another episode of Heart Empowered Women Podcast. My name is Clarice Connolly, and I am your hostess. I am an accountability coach, a women's coach. I'm just the emotional intelligence coach, whatever you want to call it. And I'm just so passionate about the work I do. And when I see women out in the world who are facing their hardest you know, adversity or their hardest experience, um, my heart just feels so full. And every episode, my intention is to bring someone who's faced it, who's halfway through it, who's just started, who's all the way through it and has taken whatever life has thrown at them and become empowered about it. And this guest is nothing short of that. And I'm so excited for this opportunity I can't even tell you. But before I get started, I do want to give a fair warning of some triggers that may arise in this episode. For those of you who are listening that have triggers around sexual assault, know that that is what is going to be inside of this content. Know if you have triggers around, you know, um, abandonment or abduction. That is also going to be very um, highly talked about. Um, it is adult contact. There's going to be um, a lot of PTSD conversations. So please, as you are listening, please use the tools that you know allow you to feel safe in your body, allow you to be able to listen to the empowerment that is happening, the, the call forward that we are facilitating and the raw material that's available for you because this is and going to be a very powerful resource and tool and support system for so many others out there who are no different than our guests today. And without further ado, do never say that right, I would like to welcome Jen Bauman to Heart Empowered Women. She is a high caliber individual and she has had a lot of sales management experience, but she's just such heart and she's such tenacity and fortitude. And she's the definition of warrior. And I can't wait to allow you to hear her first experience an opportunity to share her story with you all today. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women,
0: Jen. Thank, thank you, Clarice. Um, I really appreciate everything that you know, You the joy that you brought into my life of just meeting you at Spark. I met Clarice at the women's event. Um, thank you, Rachel. It's just mm-hmm. all about connecting others and oh, you have such a big heart too. And I just was very comfortable talking to you about certain personal things. I haven't opened this box for a very long time and it was just time. So thank you for having me on the call.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for trusting me to be the one that you open up and have this conversation with. Like The world is ready to hear you roar, is ready to hear your message. And there are so many other women out there that... I can't wait um, for them to be inspired by you, so that they too can reclaim that. So thank you. Thank you. So I would love to jump into, like, what is this experience? What has been your experience that you've been working through since now, 2014?
0: So that is six Correct. years. Yeah. Oh, is it six years now? Yeah, it's 2020. I was, I thought it was five. <laughs> yeah, time, Perfect. time, time flies. Um, yeah, I'll just uh, briefly, you know, I'm gonna briefly go over very quickly uh, the incident that portrayed to other incidents. Um, I was actually in the process of recovering in 2013 from shingles and endometriosis stage four. So I was down out of work for six months looking for a job and very healthy, excited to get back to work Mm -hmm. when I had put my resume on, I don't know, like five different career builder websites. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that everyone knows Indeed, it's a very familiar website. Mm -hmm. I was then contacted by several companies and I did a couple interviews, but I was looking for the right fit. You know, I just was looking for the right fit. I was raising my son on my own and I just really needed some stability. So I did get an email on the 29th of it was October 29th in the morning and it was 2014. And there was an interview for a mortgage position over in Clackamas, Oregon. And I had been a loan officer years ago. And I thought that maybe if I could find, find the right mentor, that I could go back into that. So I was very excited. So I had the interview. My interview was physically at the office on the 29th. And I went and um, it actually, the person was late. He was a few hours late. So I had to stay in the area. But I did wait around because I needed a job. I needed an interview. So I just was, you know, waiting for him. And then I had an interview and I was, I, you know, I nailed the interview. I'm going to say I'm pretty good at interviewing just because I have that retail management background of six years, but I just like to work with people that I feel have good integrity and are looking for the best you know um, team members. So mm-hmm. I had the interview and I was called back for another interview on the 31st to meet with um, the gentleman to go ahead and do the what are the W2 paperwork and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the hiring docs. So I filed all my hiring docs and I did my employee paperwork on the 31st. We both had families to get back to because it was Halloween. He had three kids. Um, You know, I had been a family person. I'm a huge, I love children. I was a nanny for a long time. And so I really enjoyed talking about how, you know, he enjoyed being a dad and just about a family of three because I'm from a family of five. And so I really, I really saw integrity in this person. Like I, there was no doubt in my mind that I would want to work for this person. And so it wasn't until um, I was hired that I actually, I had seen, um, and that was a lot because I had gone to multiple job interviews and, you know, job hunting is stressful and it takes very, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so when I was hired, I was so grateful I had been out of work for over eight months. I was so grateful for somebody to give me that chance, you know, to just prove myself that mm-hmm. I would be working his leads until I were to get my license. That was the job. And I would be paid hourly and salary and then go to school at night. And we had a very large, I had a very large plan in, for the next five years. And so on um, on November 3rd, I there was a... There was a uh, little like a a seminar at the Hilton Hotel that was advertised that there was kind of like a networking event. And this person said that he was opening up five mortgage offices. And I had been in networking and referral marketing for six years, building a business myself, you know, helping people, empowering families throughout the globe in a company. And I knew that he needed to network if he wanted to have the best of the best, you know, strong marketing team in Oregon. So he agreed and he was going to invite his four managers, but nobody showed on November 7th, which was the morning we met to carpool to the event um, because he said nobody could could come. And I said, that's Okay. And then I said, Okay, well, let's go down to the Hilton. And he said, Well, let's take my car. And at the time I saw a boss who was my coworker who we were just gonna carpool to go down to a networking event. You know, people carpool all the time. Right. So we carpooled down we carpooled down to the Hilton and it was about, you know, 11, 1030 in the morning. And um, the event wasn't like I thought it was going to be. It was more like there were like six people there and there was nothing. It was called Flipping Vegas or some real estate seminar. And I was like, I'm so sorry I wasted your time. I feel like a fool. But he had signed up as my boss and put the company name and everything. And they said that the first 50 people down there got free iPads. And so that was another reason I wanted to go to get my son, you know, to get an iPad for myself. And then he wanted to get one for his one of his kids. And that just didn't work out. And things happen that way where we go to events and they just seem like, you know, a waste of time. So mm-hmm. I had a job to get back to my son. I had to pick him up from school later on that afternoon. So I just said, can you take me back to my car? And <clears throat> this was around 1130, 12 o'clock. Now, around 12, I would say around 1230, I felt really, 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 really lightheaded. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, can you take me back to my car? And he's like, well, let me take you to lunch first. And I go, I don't want to go to lunch. And he goes, well, there's somebody there I want you to meet, another loan officer. And I said, "Okay." And so he took me to a place called Stanley's Corner. Now, Stanley's Corner is like a restaurant slash bar, but what he didn't understand, and I had told him before, is I was kickboxing, so I didn't eat fast food, and he had um, ordered chicken strips and fries and tater tots and all this greasy stuff, and I said, I don't eat that stuff, and then he started ordering drinks, and I said, no, I said, I'm not going to drink, I'm going to be driving. And he said, we'll just have one. And so I did, uh, and I will admit, because I'm being my authentic self, I did have one glass of cranberry vodka, but I will tell you that it did not taste like cranberry at all. And I hadn't drank for, you know, years because I had a a brain injury. And I I was just like, you know, um, I just, I couldn't. I just, I just wanted to be healthy. So I just, um, I had a couple sips and then I went to the bathroom and I found um, Clarice that I was going to the bathroom a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do I have to go to the bathroom so much? This is crazy. I've never gone to the bathroom five times in an hour. And so I was just like, okay, I don't feel good at all. And my head was spinning and everything. And I told the bartenders, I said, Hey, you know, um, I need, I need a cab. I need a way home. But then I realized I did not have any money on me because again, I was going to somewhere with my employer, right? I thought we were just going Mm -hmm. there and back. I didn't think Mm -hmm. we would go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point he was very, very intoxicated and they had tried to call him a cab, but he refused. And so now looking back, I know that some people would think, you know, call somebody. And I did do that. I actually made three phone calls, and nobody could come help me. And all I wanted to do was get back to my son. Mm -hmm. I knew I was sober, so I could drive his car. You know, he drove a nice Mercedes. So we left and I said, Hey, let me get you, you know, in the car, I'll drive. And he said, you're absolutely not driving my car. And so I got into the vehicle with him and it was then that, sorry, this is kind of difficult. Yeah. And I want to honor you. Like this is
1: like, thanks for your courage to go there and have this conversation. And I think that that's part of a great part of healing is just like retelling that story. And, And the more that we share our story, it's kind of like the more that we heal that and the less you know, it gets us every time. And I I just, this is your first time publicly sharing this. And it's huge. And I want to honor you because there is so much power in this. And there's so much hurt as someone myself who's experienced sexual assault, right? Like there's so much mistrust. There's so much. I remember just talking myself, like, I set myself up. I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have done that. I should, right. I need better. I don't right. drink either. Why did I even drink? Like right. I hear so right. much of that and it's like um my heart just feels you and it's I feel it's my cool. own I appreciate the way I, I try you. to rationalize that. And girl like Yeah. No, you know, like I won't stand for that. Right. Like that you, you are not wrong here. And I'm sorry that this is your experience. And
0: yeah, yeah. so I got into the vehicle and, um, you know, he's six foot nine. I'm ten. You know, I was, I was about a size six back then, but I'm ten, and he's six, eight, six foot eight and a half. Real big guy. My dad is six, four all my brothers are six, four. So Mm. I said, you know, I got in the car. And at at that moment, when I shut that door, he got so unbelievably angry that it terrified me. Like he Mm. grabbed my arm and he grabbed me hard. And he said, you shut, you know, you shut the fuck up, you shut that door. And so I shut the door and he drove very fast to a hotel right around the corner and he got out and he just threw up he threw up he vomited he had vomit going down his his self it was disgusting i was just like okay i need to go home i need to go to my son and that's when he became the monster this is how my my mind remembers him because after this moment I kind of just checked out because I knew that I was not safe anymore. Mm-hmm. This was no longer a person that was uh, an employer that I was going to work for. He had already made sexual comments about you know my um, my figure and my my looks, and um, at lunch, and I just brushed it off and thought you know he'd mm-hmm. just been drinking, but this was this was something in another, in another world. And so I just decided to do the best thing for me. I just said, okay, what do you want me to do? And he goes, just stay in the car. I don't want you to mention anything. Just shut up, you know? And I said, okay. And so he threw up and then as soon as he got back in the car, he went over to kiss me. At this point, you know, he had vomit in his breath and his mouth and he forced forcefully just kissed me. And I Thought that moment, I wanted to just throw up because it was the most disgusting thing ever. And so he started to drive really, really fast through the lights, and that's when my head started really spinning. And I think the drugs were like hitting me real, like fast because I started to like yell, and then I started to calm down and get tired. And then it just was like I was, I was literally frozen. Like I was, I don't know if I was, I was terrified because I'd never been yelled at like that before, mm. like by a man. I've never been in abusive relationships. I've never, you know, had a boyfriend yell at me or scream at me or throw me down the stairs. Like I've never had domestic abuse. So I was just like, um, I have to do exactly what he says because I have to go get my son. So I just, I'm going to be with him a couple more minutes and everything's going to be fine. So he actually ended up running a light uh, uh, because he was wasted and he ran a light. It was raining and he pulled up to a porn store, which is fantasy adult video. And the moment that he the moment that he pulled up to the store and demanded me to go in with him, I then told him, I don't know how I was so scared. But I told him, no, 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 I am not. I'm not your employee. I'm not, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm no. not, you know, I am your employee. I'm not your girlfriend. You have a wife. I'm not going into a porn store with you, you sick fuck. No. Mm-hmm. And um he threw me back on the um the passenger seat and ripped my clothes and violently assaulted me. Um Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> how long Mm -hmm. it had been because I woke up and uh, I was undressed and I was on my right side um, staring out at the rain in the window and I couldn't move like I could not move to save my life I couldn't speak I couldn't move I don't know if he like had something over my mouth or what but I couldn't all I could do is feel terrified like I was an animal and I was trapped and so I was I knew I knew I want to yeah yeah and I and I knew that something I knew that something bad had happened but I didn't know where I was and what was going to happen and this is when it um you know, and this is, I want to be, I want to kind of go back a little bit to let the audience know something. Um, the day after this took place, I had no memory. I actually had what's mm-hmm. called rape trauma syndrome. Mm-hmm. So my brain and my body were paralyzed for six weeks per their forensic psychologist in my civil case. So I could not, go to a criminal court and tell the story that I'm telling today, because this memory did not come until six weeks later, which is too late to serve criminally justice. Mm. So this, this is memory that resurfaced, um, for PTSD and the aftermath of the assault and the assault itself. So, um, the next thing that, um, took place is that he just went in and out of the store and, um, it turns out there was a nine one one call witness who was said, you know, I'm reading the report right now. Six foot eight male going in and out of fantasy adult video. A small blonde altercation. Send help. Something's not right. Send car immediately. That was at four ten p.m. on November seventh. Um, I was taken for seven more hours after that. So the car never came. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point at this point, that's the only memory that I have to this, you know, at that time is that, um, I thought that was, that was it. But when the PTSD, I want to talk about PTSD a little bit. PTSD is something I, I, I thought that was something that occurred in soldiers from war, you know? Right. Um, I, I, I was told by doctors that you can get PTSD from surviving traumatic, traumatic events. Mm-hmm. And the event that I suffer with today, the uh, the event that has changed my life is that my employer, he drugged, assaulted and abducted me and took me to multiple locations and dragged me around like a porn doll, used me, undressed me, you know, and the thought of that I was in denial for two years. I, I, I couldn't. There's no way I could come forward because my family. I mean, I'm, you know, from a Roman Catholic background. It's just shame, shame. I just there's no way I could embarrass my family like that. And so, I suffered. Um, and I and I built weapons in my room, and I pushed my son away, and. I lived with PTSD and I didn't leave my house for a year. And I was fighting this lawsuit. And I unbelievably found the best law the best lawyer in Oregon. And they fought for me pro bono. And I won. I won my civil case against the company and against him. And it took me three, <laughs> it took me three years. But through that three years, if anybody is on this call today and you're facing a lawsuit, if anyway, because this was my first, it is so hard on you. Mm-hmm. They make you so, so bad. Like I was called, uh, I was told I drugged men and that I ran a prostitution in a drug cartel. And I read this on documents. And I said, this is crazy, but that's exactly what happened. And so it wasn't until the depositions came out, which through a lawsuit, obviously, you know, takes a long time that I saw red flags and I knew something really, really bad happened to me and that there was somebody else involved. So um, today, as of right now, everything is out. Um, my memory is is back. I'm okay with Um, telling my story because it's no longer a lifetime movie this is my life Mm -hmm. and my my whole thing the reason why I wanted to come forward is because I I'm a very loving person and I see good in everybody until they tell me you know until they show me different and I think that a lot of us you know we tend to see the good in everybody or else we just don't share with anyone but from me, he was a family man. We talked about his family. I, you know, trusted him. He was going to be a mentor. He cared about my success in mortgage. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, fighting against two Mormon. uh, They're two big white Mormon men and I'm the accuser now and they're, they're the victims. Mm. So this is, this is reality this is reality in the court systems. Like you can say whatever you can say, whatever you want, but because there was no DNA, because he knew exactly what he was doing. The drug he gave me was ketamine and it was like out of body experience. That's why I was paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Um, because of that, it's because the system is corrupt because, How are we supposed to, as survivors, how are we supposed to get justice if we don't even have any evidence because they've hidden it and they've shredded Mm -hmm. it? And Mm -hmm. it's like, who in their right mind would be so evil to take Mm -hmm. somebody who is just Mm -hmm. looking for a job and a mom and just trying to be better and trying to be stable? Who would make the decision and, and that call of taking part of that person's life and control of that person's life and the yeah. aftermath that these, right. these, these men have caused, I would the totally, aftermath for, for everybody. And
1: just, I really, I wrong. really want to just like, like take the second, just like honor you. And, um, I just hear so much of my experience in yours and it's, I just yeah, like I, I immediately put myself into my experience and hear myself of like, man, I did, I, I made all those excuses too, and I do um, sort of have that same PTSD where it was something that I woke up like, uh, this is why I don't drink. I shouldn't have put myself here. This is my fault. I'm an idiot. This is right. Just yeah. another right. And how many of us? How many of us know people that have done that? How many of us are those people that have done that? Or how many
0: of us have done that right. uh, with men that we do trust? Like, right. you know, if you yes. go out with a guy a friend and, and he doesn't, right. he doesn't drug us, you know?
1: Right. And I want to, I really want to normalize that. I really want to normalize that for you and normalize that for who the people who are listening. It's not making anyone wrong. It's not finger pointing. It's, it's really just not and I don't want to get into the politics of it. I just, my heart bleeds like it's unfair and it's not, it's like you said, evil and dark and I just don't get it. I, I am very with you on that. Like, I don't understand how someone can do these things. Right. Um, uh, and, and, I and really cover
0: it up so well, like he yeah. wasn't deposed oh. for two and a half years, you know, he knew the system. He 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 hid as long as he could, but he eventually lost.
1: And and just thank you like in and I want to really um really want to acknowledge you. Like thanks for going through with like finding that justice and going and getting a, a lawyer and you know on behalf of all the women that couldn't or didn't and weren't able. And that paralysis in the moment that, you know, every single part of your existence freezing, like I just write the same thing. Like I was yelled at and I just shut down when I'm being yelled at. I it's all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. how just thank you for your courage to speak up. Thank you for your Uh, willingness to do this work for yourself and for others things for the tenacity it takes to not give up um and for just the like giving the dose of reality of your experience that the systems aren't working um and exactly I think that you're not alone in that either, right? Like, so right. if you're listening and maybe you're in your first year um, or it's within six months, I, you know, please take care of yourself while you're listening to this. You know, again, whether it's tapping, whether, you know, whatever yourself, soothing a candle, um, incense, just to help you stay in your body while you listen. And and is there a call forth inside of this, right? Like, how can you hear maybe someone for the first time sharing your story, how can you hear you know ways in which you're not showing yourself compassion for doing the best that you could in that moment? And um, you know, is it that knowing that you're halfway through the journey, it's been a year or two years in this lawsuit process and knowing that it does take take a lot out of you and the end can be in sight or maybe just one more year worth? Um, I really want to pull those strings forward because I think that that's so important for others to hear. Um, I was very much the person that was like, well, I, what am I going to do? I have no, exactly. I had no evidence and I felt like right. I took myself right. out of doing anything about it. Cause I was like, it's my fault. I shouldn't have been there and maybe right. i was drugged, but I should have had, I should have found a way to help, help uh, held my drink
0: closer. I don't know. And I think that's a part of just a coping method because, you know, like, Like I had been assaulted my very first time when I was 16. I was a kid, you know, and by my choir, someone from my choir in the in the rain, violently, and um, I hadn't told anybody, and I had told one person, and they said, no one is going to believe you, you know. And I carried that secret with me, and that came out through this lawsuit, and it was shame, and. For people that go through any time, if anybody, if anybody puts their hands on you and you say no, that means no. And if they touch you after that, that is rape. It is rape. And people need to understand that. Like, we didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for PTSD. I didn't ask for my, my sales career to be demolished and my multitasking skills to be non-existent because my mental health has just been a horrible tornado. You know, it's just been up and down and depression, anxiety, um, terror, terror, just fear, just fear owned me for so long. And nobody was there. Like I couldn't talk to anybody. I was just suffering alone and I had to protect my son. I had to protect him yet. I was pushing him away. And that's not fair. So I think the biggest part of this is that not only are these people, these evil perpetrators hurting you, but they're hurting your family because what they do to you, in fact, impacts what's going on in your family because you don't come back. I didn't come back, Jen. I came back a stranger. Mm -hmm. I came back someone who didn't know anything like I was, you know, I was in shock for six weeks, but then I became a total basket case. You know, I I looked like a uh, somebody who had been doing drugs, you know, like paranoia and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But it was just because I was remembering being abducted and being left alone and then being unclothed and clothed and wet and soaking wet and like trying to escape but can't escape and it just plays in your mind things that you're like well why didn't I do this and why did I get in that car with him he was my boss and what did I do wrong and should I have not gone to the event and showed him thankful that you know it was me that I wanted to say thank you to him come to this event I want to show my gratefulness to show you how much I appreciate your help and Employing me. You've done such a great thing for me and my son. But at the same time, he was angry. I didn't like him. And he was angry when I told him, No, you know, you're not hitting on me. This is not happening. I want to go home. And for that, he took the power and Mm -hmm. used it against me in the worst way that you can do to a human being. Women, men, There are men that have been drugged, but is the most cowardly act because we cannot fight back. And Mm -hmm. for someone to be that desperate, to have that addiction, that sexual attention and addiction to to be with someone when they're passed out or near passed out or paralyzed Mm -hmm. just to get off is just it's disgusting. It's (laughs) disgusting. And it's happening all over and I think that the more and more survivors speak out and say, you know what? I was violated and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And these two people, these two people will never go to jail. They will never be sex offenders. I live with that every day of my life. Mm-hmm. That and is that- why I, I am here telling my story is because that is wrong.
1: Um I really want to thank you so much, Jen, for like who you have to be to have this call. Like, thank you for feeling safe enough and trusting me to brave your all and share your story so succinctly. And I can't acknowledge you enough for the ways you have been four years in, but are still in process and are so empowered in so many ways in comparison to what you've explained to me. And that's just profound healing. And it's such a gift to be able to hold space for you this way and witness you. And thank you for being that beacon of hope and possibility for other women who aren't there yet or who are so close to it or, didn't know that healing or a life after their trauma was possible. You are so much more than a victim of this experience and you are truly empowered and thanks for knowing and going through whatever you needed to do to heal, to live back in your body and in your heart. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my existence.
0: Thank you. so very much for giving me the opportunity to really just unleash the chains that have been holding me back for so long Mm. you know I wanted to tell my story last year and it just it's all about timing and um, you know I just I I just had you know I was I was healing from a car (laughs) wreck injury so there's just life is full of challenges so thank you
1: Right. And, and just, yeah. Like what are you sort of taking away? Like Like, because this has happened and there's, there's so many ways to cut this. It's like, everything happens for a reason. What is the reason you feel this is? Or like, what are you walking away with and doing about this work about this experience?
0: Well, you know, that's, thank you. That's a really good question. So we, after this happened, after the <clears throat> after the you know the aftermath of it all. It was mm-hmm. you know through the lawsuit through the lawsuit you're going through a lot of personal stuff because now your family has been affected by everything, and mm-hmm. it's just you know it's it's just hurting your loved ones. And if only you hadn't applied for this job, right? So um, what what I've done, what I've done is that I promised myself, I promised myself if I won my civil case that I would tell my story and start Mm -hmm. a nonprofit empowering women throughout the globe to let them know that. I am not a celebrity. I'm a single mom. I am this is my story. It happens every day. You know, mm-hmm. people are assaulted. Um sexual assault is is huge. I think it happens every 60 seconds. But I mm. think it's time that people people have a safe place to talk about it, you know, because they just you, you're just always I felt so alone and then now I have the coping methods that helped me and I could help others take years of suffering off of their suffering from just sharing just a couple of things that helped me go through PTSD. And if I can do mm. that and then they can share what they know to someone else, then I feel like it's all, it's all for, you know, it's, it's all yeah. for a good purpose right. because yeah. So that's, that's why I'm here. Thank you for
1: modeling that, too, because I hear in that this, like, take care of yourself first, like, work on yourself and going through the emotions that, you know, is PTSD and going through the healing and sort of this, like, so as to better support others. I think that that's really beautiful. And, I and think honorable,
0: it's important. I think it's thank you, and I think it's important that um, I bring up this too. Is that when I went through, you know, when you suffer through trauma, I don't remember doing self care. You know, I don't remember taking mm, care, doing mm-hmm. my, doing my face wash, and my my you know, my, taking care of myself and doing my self care throughout throughout the trauma. But I will tell you that spark. I can't remember the exact date that we met, you and I, but because of Rachel Rourke and Spark, I learned mm-hmm. self-care and I saw the first yeah. group, the first group of empowered women. And it was that mm-hmm. event that I took the next step in my, in my story. That was the event that mm-hmm. said, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. And so I just, I Mm. just started talking about it and started um, locally organizing a empowered women's group. And now we're a meetup group and um, Mm. we are going to have our first, we're going to have our first event soon, but I, you know, you can give the information at the end of this call, but it's just helping others, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I really, yeah, I really want to. Um, emphasize that because what I hear and what you're saying spark is a women's event it's it's also going to expand into co I think um, uh, in the future but uh, it's an incredible women's summit that happens in September it's personal development it's growth it's empowered women empowering women it's women looking for change and their like fellow women and sisters healing through things um so please check out that we are spark.us um but what i hear in that is this opportunity to uh really like a stretch. And it's like, if you don't know anybody that's experienced that, how can you go to places where people might have experienced it? Or if you don't know anybody that right. does self-care, go to a self-care seminar or personal right. development or personal growth seminar. If right. you don't have other people that uplift you, how can you, you know, go to support groups or support meetings or they even have like online or over the phone support groups um mm-hmm. so it, it whether you're in the middle of kansas or you're in portland or you're in alaska there are so many resources um there's so many to try out uh, treat yourself to a vacation fly out to portland fly out to what wherever it is right and i and i always like to stand by when it feels right it feels right like if you go to a good weekend and you're like oh, okay cool i learned some things But if you go to a weekend like Spark and you were like, this, this is the wake up call. I need it. Like that, Mm -hmm. that's your people, right? So please feel free, multiple healers, multiple teachers, multiple coaches, test anyone out, sample coaching. I I, thank you. That's very, very important. And I I think that that's so important. important to emphasize because that was very much my story I didn't talk about it to anyone it didn't feel Mm -hmm. safe to talk about it Mm -hmm. I felt like an idiot I felt ashamed I felt like it was my fault so just internalize it or ignore it and it wasn't until I was in a healing circle with women who shared their trauma and I was like oh you oh that that was, my thing was rape. That That's considered rape. Like I, like I literally talked myself out of it because, because I didn't want to look bad and feel ashamed and feel all the emotions. So, oh, yes. Thank you. So what is the, you're creating this event, like you're creating a meetup. What does that, like, what does that look like? What are you looking to create inside of that?
0: So um, i I wanted to add one more thing, to, if I, if yeah, I may, um, to yeah. what you just talked about. Um, the um, the person that I was um, before, I was a director in a marketing company, and I had worked with clients all throughout the Northwest, and I was very confident social butterfly. And Spark was the very first event that I actually went to. I could not leave my house, mind you, or feel comfortable mm-hmm. or safe over to Two people in the room, so Spark was like 300 women. So that was a very mm-hmm. huge, empowering, um, grateful, humbling moment for me. And meeting you and Jade and Rachel and Lizzie and mm-hmm. bringing my friend Bonnie, it just it was a godsend. So I just want to spend mm-hmm. a second to just say thank you. I appreciate you so so much, mm-hmm. and I appreciate mm-hmm. you and your story. And um, that being said, though, I just wanted. To go ahead and form a group where I could um, not necessarily focus the group on negativity. That is not what this group's about. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not encouraging people to come forward and tell their story. This group is actually mm-hmm. going to be a group to get together to go for nature hikes, to do cooking recipes, to do something mm-hmm. positive around be- beautiful mm-hmm. empowered, you know, women that are struggling and feeling alone. Um, if Mm-hmm. If you want to tell your story that's fine but this group is not. I mean it's 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 all about you and making yourself feel good and um, that's mm-hmm. what I want to do is I just want to spread I want to spread kindness and for survivors I want mm-hmm. them to know that like I fought so hard and there are survivors out there that have died due to violence and if we can just keep standing up and fighting against violence, one at a time, one voice at a time. I think that we can impact thousands and thousands of lives, mm-hmm. but it really is so difficult with the the justice mm-hmm. system, you know. So you got to right. do the self work yourself. You got to do it yourself. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I love that. And I and for those who are listening. I know that time is sort of this concept we all fight with. Like, when does this stop hurting? How long until I can be myself again? And, and I okay. want to, um, if it's okay with you, just emphasize, right? Like this, this event happened in 2014. You said it was about two, three years of trial. That's like 2014, 15, 16, 17, right? And for you, like our Spark event that I spoke at that she's referring to by Rachel O'Rourke, that was literally 2019, fall of 2019. Oh so God. I really want to normalize that for those who are oh. listening because that's, that is real, right? Like, and I, I, again, this is just my personal experience of like, I can't even tell you what year I was assaulted. That's how bad I internalized it. I just ignored it. I just I don't even know. Maybe it was last year, two it's, years, three years, maybe it was 4 years easier. ago. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier and, uh, to just close up that box. It is so easier, but then mm-hmm. it's not because you feel like it happened again and mm-hmm. you're not standing up for yourself. And what about our youth? You know, that's my biggest Mm -hmm. thing is like, Mm -hmm. I have, I have nieces and there's women and there's predators online all the time. And like, they're talking and chatting online to these young girls. And like, we just have to just be aware that, you know, being safe again, it's, it's not, it's not out there now, you know, you can't walk Mm. somewhere and not have something, some mace or something with you. It's just, that's the way the world is now. And we just have to, we have to be aware and alert you know and Mm -hmm. um that's why I got Mm -hmm. into kickboxing you know kickboxing really helped me it helped me empower Mm -hmm. and um it really helped me fight it helped me fight Mm -hmm. through my case and everything that I was hearing about me I knew wasn't true and I just was defensive and I was scared Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't he wouldn't get in trouble but at the end of the day, you just have to stay with the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. and I did, and mm. there were ch- not charges, charges weren't brought about him, but at uh, the civil case, I won you know against the company, and I won against him. but you don't win if they're not in prison, you know um, right, and thanks thing, for that, that and thanks for
1: the thanks, for the thanks for the level prison. of acceptance that that yeah. day.
0: Like, thanks to the level
1: of acceptance that that takes. And I I really want to honor that, right? Like, yes, it wasn't the ideal picture and and your version of justice. And it's, but it's like, thanks for not waiting for that to keep living your life. Like, I really think that that's super important to acknowledge. Thank you. You Like, I just, um, I mean, well,
0: half, right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, I want, I wanted, to, I wanted to say that I actually went through PTSD sober. So like that is like mm-hmm. no alcohol, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. like dealing with the demons on yourself every single day mm-hmm. and trying to protect your child, who my son was mm-hmm. 14 at the time. So it's like, you know, and I did want to say, you know, um, with the, um, the aftermath of it all going Going through the legal process. Um, okay, so we were going to trial, and I was I was winning. You know, going to trial for millions of dollars, and um, my uh, family member turned into a Comcast fan. And now I was told to settle my lawsuit because I had a traumatic brain injury and cognitive damage to mm-hmm. my brain with a frontal hemorrhage, brain bleed, several broken bones, and was going to be down for a year. So that itself, my friends, is just like a wake-up call to be like, what am I doing mm-hmm. here? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. First, first, mm-hmm. first, this happens to me, and I, I nearly, you know, you escape a near-death experience. But then, it's like you would then ex- escape a Jaws of Life wreck with not being paralyzed, mm-hmm. with being able to mm-hmm. talk. I mean, there, that's a miracle, that is a humble miracle. Mm-hmm. And so I could feel sorry for myself or I could keep fighting mm-hmm. and say, I, this is meant to be, I'm meant to tell my story. And continue." Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I'm here. To do. That's what I'm here mm-hmm. to do is I'm blessed that I'm alive and I'm blessed mm-hmm. to have that second chance.
1: And thanks for using it. Like you're the work that you're doing and creating is, is, so unfortunately needed in this day and age. So thanks for continuing to like grow and expand and stretch yourself and heal yourself and continue to learn ways to take care of yourself as you are working through this process. And I think that that's sort of um, I want to just like emphasize that we have this notion of like only until it all goes away will I be better or like I know for me it's like that experience my assault like my assault shut down for me my trust in all men and it was hard I will I only surrounded myself by women women and then you in mixed crowds and all of a sudden you're like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this and I don't want to live like that and so I heard that opportunity to open up and just how do I heal that how do I practice creating in my body safety around individuals that orient as the opposite sex and that is always going to be a growth edge from here on out and yet like it can it's something I work on and it is something that is present for me but it doesn't need to be completely healed in order for me to keep existing. And I want to like emphasize, like, we are always a work in progress and always working on something. So, thank you for also modeling that. I think that that's very important to emphasize. Beautiful, beautiful, done, beautifully done.
0: For sure. And just to to let you know about our group, um, I have a very mm-hmm. large, large, large vision, Broken Warrior is the name of Mm -hmm. our group, but the nonprofit itself is forming right now. We're not legally registered. That's in the works. But um just to give an idea to the audience what we're going to be about, Mm -hmm. it's really about connecting women, connecting women and survivors through live chat rooms throughout the country and Mm -hmm. just having Mm -hmm. that that safe space to talk to others, you know, and Mm -hmm. locally we're gonna be having events and therapeutic activities and nature hikes. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we're going to be putting on SD educational workshops, trauma workshops once a month. Mm -hmm. So We have have a lot in play. We have the locations already. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of getting our 501c registered. And this is a huge part of it, Clarice. So me telling my story coming out, it's just, it's so real. And I'm just so mm-hmm. ready to just help mm-hmm. help as many people as I can.
1: Yes. So how do people find you? How do they get involved with this meetup? Do we, is it on meetup? Is there a website? Do we go on Instagram? Like, what do we got? How do people so, get involved?
0: So you can find us on my Instagram, which is genb589, I believe, gen589. I'm not the text. I'm not the most tech savvy person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I will admit okay. that. Um, so Jen, Jen, five, eight, nine, J E N N five, eight, nine. Yeah. J E N. And the, meet up eight is eight the meetup is mm-hmm. the The Dot com. Yeah. The meetup link is, I, I, I believe I sent it to you. Did I send that to you? Yep, or? I got it. I'm going to read it. Um,
1: Meetup.com okay. forward slash broken. Dash warriors. The broken dash, as in the num like you write in your phone numbers, dash <laughs> uh, warriors, W A R R I O R S. Uh, thank you again. Thank you again. I just feel so honored also, and blessed email. for this you opportunity. Email? Sure. Oh, and if you want to sure. email her personally as well, um, broken warriors rise up. So, broken warriors plural rise up at gmail.com that will only go to Jen directly. If you feel called to share your story, you want to connect with her, please reach out. Um, Yeah. Thank you. I can't, I can't say thank you you enough.
0: Oh, I appreciate you so much. I really do. I'm just so grateful that I met you. I really
1: am. Yeah, me too. And this is the, you know, this is the perfect example. Like for those of you who are listening, if you haven't found someone to talk to, if you haven't felt someone you can connect with, please keep trying. Please fighting, keep fighting for yourself in the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual way. Um, we are such complex and profound human beings. And we are so, so worth fighting for no matter what's been done to us, no matter what's happened or what you've experienced Um How can you hear in yourself the opportunity to stand on top of your experience or that next step of healing that you haven't taken or thought of? Please reach out and find local personal growth development seminars. Um, Women who are empowering groups of women. Spark is a great uh, event to come to in September there are women out there like you. You are not alone. Please fight to find that connection and you can create something as beautiful and profound as Jen and I have inside of this conversation. And absolutely, if you feel called, please reach out to me. Um, You can find me at youraccountability.coach and there's a personal email and everything in there too. So thank you so much, Jen. Again, it's been an honor and privilege I, to witness you and to hear you and be connected. Um, ah, thank
0: you. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Right.